This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Last Christmas, we were playing quite well moving the ball and scoring some goals. This year it's been a living nightmare. We needed someone special. Graham Coughlin is the man for the job. From the league above, but can he turn it around? Saturday, go on back the boys. To achieve something special. This is the Mansfield Matters New Manager Christmas Special Podcast, where tonight, mixed in with some festive fun and woeful Christmas jokes, we reflect on a new era at the club, hearing from CEO Carolyn Radford and the new man at the helm, Graham Coughlin. The expectation level can weigh heavy on people's shoulders, but the club has gone very, very close last season to get promoted. Now, to pick that club up again and to go again is a very difficult thing to do. There's that lull, there's that down period, the bubble has burst and that disappointment, getting over that disappointment is not easy. I guess succession planning is what you do in any business. You know, football's results-based and our results were just not there. We had to go with our heart and our, our gut reaction um, and that was with Graham. He seemed to have all the qualities that we needed going forward. It'll be a slow process. You'll have to get into the players. You'll have to speak to them. We'll have to see how they are on the training ground. We're looking there game by game. We'll have to uh, change the mentality. The mentality at the minute, they haven't been winning games. They maybe feel they're going on the pitch a yard short of that self-belief, a yard short of confidence. It was one of those things where we just had to think, how long do you give? And we owe it to the supporters and to the football club. And it's never an easy decision. We just have to say goodbye. It's not an easy job to do, to say goodbye to So put on those Christmas hats, put on those Christmas smiles. It's time for some festive cheer. Get your comments in the live feed down below. And as always, come and have your say on your team. Why? Because it's Christmas! And Mansfield matters, obviously. Let's get the show underway. Look on the bright side. At least it didn't sing. This time next week, the big man will have visited and Graham Cochran will have managed two Mansfield Town games. Will he have two wins under his belt? That is a different question entirely. The point is, though, that football moves very, very quickly. This is the second Mansfield Matters podcast inside three or four days. Mansfield Town have appointed Graham Cochran as their new manager, poaching him from League One Bristol Rovers. So we thought we'd rejoice in the start of the new era, put on some Christmas stuff, put up some Christmas likes, put up a Merry Christmas banner and have a festive themed show as we introduce 
ourselves and yourselves to the new Stags manager and get a feel for the brand new era ahead of the big day next week. Yes, December the 25th. I mean Christmas Day. I'm Craig Priest. Alongside me, we've got the forgetful elf Nathan Edge and we've got the grumpy elf Mr Cam Felton. This is the Mansfield Matters Christmas special where tonight, of course, we'll have a bit of festive fun and talk about the new manager. As always, we're opening up the floor to you guys as well. Have your say on your team in the comments below. Let us know your thoughts on the new Stags manager. Have you heard his first interview yet? We'll play you a bit, a couple of bits from that tonight. Let us know your views on that. How you think the season will progress with the new man at the helm. And of course, you'll see throughout the show tonight uh, a bit of uh, a few flashing lights as we uh, go on because we've got the uh, Christmas lights up and a Merry Christmas banner. To be honest, I think I've gone high value this year, boys, with the set. I mean, the last couple of years haven't really been very festive. I've just maybe whacked a bit of tinsel up. I don't think you can argue with this. Yeah, we've well, got some new shirts up, some lights. We've got Nathan's picture. What's wrong with this? This what, is Christmas. Last year we had a song. I know, you bottled it this year. Bottled I've, not, I've bottled not, it. Bottled. I've, I've not bottled anything. And, you know, it's podcast, so you can't, you can't top it. That's Classic. number one. <sighs> That beat sausage rolls and everything. Yeah, we just like you just didn't relate. You didn't release that. It. There is a long way of the show to go. We're here for the next <laughs> hour. Christmas sing along could still happen. Uh, we'll get to your comments in a minute, but first we've got to address the biggest matter at hand tonight. Cam, where is your Christmas jumper? Where is your Christmas T-shirt? Where is your festive dress? Bar humbug. <laughs> really? Grumpy Alf was quite gra- right, wasn't it? <laughs> it? Yeah, it was. I don't think we can allow this. I mean, Nathan, I said you're the forgetful elf this week. That's because you are in the process of moving house, as we said on Monday. But you have still brought your Christmas jumper. But what's the issue? It's damp. I, it was only in the washing machine like two hours ago. So if I was fully committed, Poor it feels all right. But put your I, hand in the sleeve. It's very wet and cold. No, I think you'll get away with that. No. I think you'll get away with that. I'll, we'll I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll do a deal. We'll see what the deal is. Let, let's do a deal. I will give you a Christmas jumper if you'd, if you'd want one. One which is dry, one which is clean, one which is warm. Is it a Mansfield Town one? It's not a Mansfield Town one. No, that's, that's not but, All right. How about, an, how about... I'm um, committed. Oh, it's committed, is it? Committed. I don't need to offer him a deal. That's fine. That's no, gr- just give me a point on the, on the, on the quiz. I, I will. It's fine. There will be a Christmas quiz later on. Uh, Cam, uh, you've got to wear something festive, so we've got something for you. I prefer uh, It is this... You'll see it on the, uh, no, the camera. It says, in. Cam, I'll just move that so you don't see Cam. Uh, Cam, the miserable elf. All right, so if you'd like to uh, pin that to your your uh, your jacket. And whilst you're over there, if you'd like to go into that box over there, there's some tinsel in the box. Uh, if you'd like to go over there, you can sit with that round you for tonight. And whilst you do that, Nathan, uh, let's talk about the matter in hand. Uh, we'll talk about, go to some of the comments in a minute. But first, uh, it was highly speculated as we were talking on Monday, as we were talking about Dempster's departure. Graham Plockland, the new Mansfield Town manager, what do you make of the appointment? Uh, well, it was a worst kept secret, really, wasn't it? So it didn't come as much of a surprise. Obviously, there's a few other names uh, put out there, weren't they? Paul Ince, for a very short period, was, was mentioned mm. uh, amongst a couple of others. But um, now expected to, to happen. Obviously, we went down the right channels by approaching uh, Bristol Rovers. Um, and yeah, I did, I'm, I'm not. I've not really had time to really sit down and think about it. As you said earlier, we're moving out and things. But um, even now, trying to, to weigh, weigh it all up and, and consider where we go next, I, I think it's a, a decent appointment. As in, something had to happen. We had to make a change of uh, of management. But at the moment, it feels like to me, it's like I've been. It's like we're watching a, a bit of a Netflix series, and we've just got to that point now. The end of series one. And it's like you got a some big's happened, as in the change of manager, but we don't know what happens next. There's some there's there's like a big storyline ready to unfold. So we've got January transfer windows come up, so what is he gonna do in that? Is it gonna be is it gonna be a lot of outgoings, <coughs> incomings? That, that's a question that needs answering. We don't know much about his style of play. We've seen some Bristol Rovers fans say that he is direct, but He's been getting results, so what what style is he going to bring to Mansfield Town? Is it going to be something different? There's a lot of question marks, so like there's still a lot to to, to uncover, I think. Glad tidings, Cam has uh, rejoined <laughs> you. Uh, he's now wearing uh, is Cam the miserable elf yeah, uh, uh, 
uh, outfit he's got a little poster for him and I've made him put some tinsel which he's wrapped round his head to be fair I just wanted it round his neck uh, but he's wrapped it round so his head he won't be able to yeah. see this he's wrapped it round his head in some sort of like hat style thing so uh, well done to Cam right then that's uh, enough silliness uh, for now let's go to some of uh, your comments more silliness later in the uh, Mansfield Matters Christmas special podcast uh, Martin's been in touch he says uh, seems like we may have a Flickcroft number two anybody know why? <laughs> Because he said the golden word, the golden word in his interview, which is of course galvanised. He's in, so we are galvanised. It feels wrong, though. It does feel a little bit dirty. Somebody else saying it, doesn't it? It's yeah, feels a bit wrong. Maybe we'll have to. Have a little he, needs word. Own, he needs a it, new word. Yeah. Like, it you know, counts for now until we yeah. think of something else. Well, yeah. and to be fair, if he does galvanise them, then uh, fair enough, he can use it as much as he wants. I don't care. Absolutely. <laughs> I think he can find a better word than galvanise, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get working on it. We'll put some to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to have a su- suggestion. Suggest your words in now in the comments. Uh, what's the new galvanised? Uh, what will be his belt? Uh, Craig's been in touch. He says, Evening, guys. Another topsy turvy week in the life of Mansfield Town FC. Oh, the joys. Merry Christmas to all at Mansfield Matters from all at Shybrook at Stake supporters. Club. Merry Christmas to you as well. Uh, Martin adds, uh, please confirm that Glover has gone. Uh, obviously, Lee Glover was assistant manager to John Dempster. No statement was made uh, on Monday and over the weekend, so we weren't quite sure. But judging by uh, the photos which have been posted on the internet of the first training session and reading between the lines of the club statement made by Bristol Rovers earlier, uh, it looks like Joe Dunn uh, will be become, at some point, uh, the assistant manager to Graham Cochran obviously Joden was his assistant at Bristol Rovers and one thing he mentioned in his interview camp which we'll hear a little bit more of uh, later on uh, is that he's pretty much happy with the backroom staff as is at the moment uh, the ones what he's got he'll go with what he's got but he would at some point like to add a little bit of familiarity uh, to that which I, I you know is, is fair enough oh yeah exactly you, you <laughs> see the double acts that you get um uh, around the football league, and you think Steve Evans, Paul Rayner, um, the Cowley brothers at Lincoln, or was Lincoln, Huddersfield now. Um, I'm forgetting someone that's more important than that. Uh, Dave and Futch. And of course, uh, Flickcroft and, and Hill. Yeah. So, so you get used to something. If it's not broken, then why fix it? And it's. It's all right going into a club, but you can't just say that everything was Dempster's fault in a way because it was what everyone worked on in the tra- on the training ground in the week and what was going off during the matches. So it'd be pretty harsh just <coughs> to get rid of one person as like pinning the blame all on them. Uh, it's just an opportunity as well. When you get a new manager in, you sort of you just want to freshen things up. So, yeah. you know, I think it, it had to be done really. Um, you know, him bringing his own people that he, he, he's already worked with and can trust. Uh, it's a very different scenario coming into. I mean, it's hard enough as it is coming in and working with a new group of players and and, and new staff sort of, you know, around the ground. But when it's something so important like an assistant manager uh, and and coaching staff, who you want to buy into your philosophy as well as the players. Um, it just it, it makes sense and that's why you see it around the country where managers tend to take their systems with them it's just how it works so yeah and I think uh, I think it'll be a, a deal which is done if not for the weekend then certainly you know maybe after the Christmas period where Joe Dunn will eventually join uh, Graham Cochran as uh, assistant manager it's good to have, for him to have that familiarity and I think from an outside perspective as well it's good to have that second pair of eyes who hasn't seen the squad who hasn't worked with these players another perspective another body to come in and try and regalvanise the team as we go into uh, uh, the new year and try and solidify our position well, and move up the league well, exa- and end all this toxicity <laughs> which has been happening well exactly and, uh, that's the thing we, we can't jump to conclusions all it is is uh, we've had permission it's not a done deal yet yeah I'd say it's very likely, though, but, yeah. Yeah, oh, I got it, it just wasn't funny. Damn it! Ooh. Wait, I don't... Oh, done. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> it's Christmas, let me off. I'm, I've had enough. No, better not, because this might snowball into something else. No, that oh, was not. They'd be absolute crackers, though, wouldn't it? Oh, right, carry on. <laughs> but, now it, it, it could go wrong, and he decides that he wants to stay there, because, obviously, they had a good result on Tuesday night. Um obviously managed by Don and a goalkeeper coach I can't remember who, who that is but they they took the team to 
to Plymouth in the FA Cup in the replay a good result for them because Plymouth's not an easy place to go especially just any time playing Plymouth's not easy and yeah they're a division above and they're expected to do well but it's the FA Cup anything could happen so to get a good result for them is positive Mr. Rovers matter. But no, no, it's would he then want to. if you had a podcast about Mr. Rovers, it would be called Gassing on About the Gas. No? Sorry. But it was a good result for them, so it's whether he'd want to then come to us as well. Because obviously he'll have a good working relationship with the players and the rest of the staff, same as what Graham did, but. It, it could also come back to the the whole family situation. Has he got family that lives up here? Is would he would he want to stay on his own down there? Obviously, living with um, Graham in I think, I think it was a flat in Bristol. Yeah. I mean, do we know where he could he could he could be from Bristol? Do we know where exactly? There's so many different things you've got to take into account, and I think Graham summed it up quite well that it, it took him a long time to to think it think it over and and. Uh, actually make the right decision and now that he's here that he is uh, passionate he does want to do well he's going to try and galvanise the players because I had to get it in there um, because he wants to do well he wants to repay that commitment and I, I think if, if if Joe wants to come to the club then we should welcome him because I think what they've done as a pair at, at Rovers is, is fantastic and I think if they can recreate something like this because we've not got a bad squad and the amount of people that have said in the press that we've not got a bad squad it's just not worked this season under Dempster is only just like just like a massive positive towards the direction the club's heading in and the sort of managers and, and players that we can attract to the club keep your comments uh, coming in on the live feed if you listen to the audio version of this then you've missed out on an absolute festive treat come and join us uh, next time further details on our website mcfcmatters.co.uk and search for MCFC Matters on Facebook and on Twitter Mark has been in touch and says I'll reserve judgement on the new appointment until after the Christmas programme and how many points we uh, realise uh, in this period I personally would have appointed experience and I don't think he has that an interesting choice that because that's something we were talking about uh, on Monday in terms of experience and time in the job uh, he both um, Coughlin and Dempster had very similar starts Dempster obviously less experience in terms of only starting in the summer whereas Coughlin started uh, back, uh, back at this time last year as a caretaker manager um, the difference I, I, I guess will be Coughlin's managed to hit the ground running and uh, has managed to gather a bit of momentum at Bristol Rovers and, and gained a, a good reputation. Uh, is a f- person who comes in with experience in the game, which is uh, what we sort of needed. But is it's that fresh person? It's appointing from outside. It's appointing a man that doesn't know the players. The players also don't know him. Doesn't know the club. The club also doesn't know him. There's a lot. In a strange way, whilst there's you know a lot probably a lot more at stake now in terms of where we are in the league and the ambition and, and the the goals, in a roundabout way there's actually a lot less pressure on this appointment because of the position we find ourselves in and because of the fact he's come from a higher level, Nate. A lot less pressure as in with the current situation and you'd like to think um a few good performances and obviously starting getting a few more points on the on the board then um you know, it, it will get a lot of fans on side very quickly. However, if we do continue the same same sort of uh, vein of form, um, I, I think you might actually still come under a bit of some pressure, to be honest. So, uh, I, I agree and I disagree a little bit with that. Um, and as for the sort of that experience thing, I mean, you could say that the appointment was a little bit surprising in the fact that. You know, although he's probably more experienced in a different way from John Dempster, if you still put him on the in a category of experienced or inexperienced, inexperienced, yeah. yeah, no matter. You know, the bottom line is he's only really been in senior management for sort of a year, hasn't he? So um, he's still very new to the game, and um, you know, coming into a new club, it's going to be it's going to be a, a challenge for him. But 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 I agree with you, as in the fact that it's an outsider and someone that can come in and look at things in a different way uh, and, and put his own uh, his own stamp on it. Uh, it's an opportunity for him to to do to change. Uh, to make a change, and that's be honest, a change is what we need. So, um, whatever you know, I, I thought that 
as going for the inexperience has sort of failed already I would have expected us to possibly go with somebody more experienced but um, I understand I see the logic in this appointment at the same time yeah absolutely we're going to hear from him a little bit more and we'll uh, sort of pick the bones out of what he's had to say in his uh, early press conferences and see uh, how that mood has changed in terms of whether opinions have changed him that sort of thing and what your opinions are after your after uh hearing his thoughts uh, speaking of that Jodie's been in touch and says it was a fantastic first interview I'm feeling positive and looking forward to seeing how the story unfolds hopefully the atmosphere at the mill will improve she also says nice jumper Craig uh, thank you very much this one is uh, a t-shirt <coughs> Yeah, you're right, eh? yeah, Sorry, of... yeah. Just... <laughs> so, <laughs> nobody's winning any prizes. Uh, this one's a Christmas T-shirt. It's uh, my elf T-shirt. I'll give you, I'll give you the full, oh, no. the full experience. There you go. Look, there you go. Full on elf T-shirt, and uh, on the back of it as well. I mean, best side. I'll get my best side as well. Uh, oh, thank you very much. It says what the elf? What the elf indeed? Uh, so, uh, That's a th- have you heard anyway? Have I heard what? Yeah, Christmas was cancelled. What? Cancelled. Christmas is cancelled. Yeah, Why? Santa's got to be shut, shut down. This is going to be a terrible joke. Elf and safety. Oh, hey. God. Why did he have to be the first one to get the joke in? That's that's appalling. Appalling. Uh, keep your comments uh, coming in. Uh, Lee says I went to the training ground uh, today and watched. Fantastic. I, I'm I'm sure uh, it was an interesting uh, session. He also adds, uh, personally, uh, he has got a lot of drive and passion for for the training he does and a lot of high intensity training today. That's fantastic to to mm. hear. I'd love to have actually had uh, five minutes to go and watch him train. I wonder if they'll train. They used to under the previous regime under Dempster. They used to train at the one call on Friday, so I used to manage to sneak in five or ten minutes of uh, watching. After our active minds group um, so if they're there tomorrow I'll look forward to uh, to watching that um, CJ Hamilton and Otis Khan were both, were, both came to the uh, SSA Christmas party at Django's uh, last night as well had a quick chat with them uh, they seemed very positive and very uh, enthusiastic about the new manager said it was uh, hard work were the, the words that they used to describe uh, that one uh, without further ado then it is Christmas obviously Nathan's cracked the Christmas jokes I brought as Christmas presents I've got Nathan's mm-hmm. up on the wall uh, uh, it comes in the in the form of food, oh, which, is yeah, sausage, yeah. which is sausage rolls and jam donuts. We're going to divulge in them whilst you guys hear from the new Stags manager. Let's hear for the first time on the Mansfield Matters podcast from the brand new Mansfield Town manager, Graham Cochran, as he explains why he joined the Stags, opting to switch from League One Bristol Rovers to League Two Mansfield Town. It's obviously a massive opportunity and a massive chance for me uh, at this football club. The football club is uh, obviously local to me, uh, to my family, to my home, so uh, that, that would play a big uh, bearing on it. It was, it was a tremendous and a huge opportunity to, uh, to take on a football club and to try and get them, get them promoted. The club as a whole has been struggling this season. Um, confidence was, and you, you can actually see um, being local you can actually uh, you get a feel for the club you get a bit feel for the players the supporters and you can actually tell why how and where they're struggling and it was one of them challenges that I'd, I'd, I'd first hand information on um, obviously seeing them and, and, and looking at them and maybe having a, a, a follow of them from afar the main attraction was obviously the ambition of, uh, of, of the chairman to leave or to move on from where we were in, in League One was really really difficult because uh, Bristol Rovers were brilliant. It was it was a great 12 months we had, rising from uh, obscurity really, um, to, to to get ourselves into a, into a challenging position. But uh, it was a real tough decision. I can't tell you how tough it was. To be quite honest with you, I've not spent enough time with my with my kids. I've not spent enough time with my family um, over a 10, 11 year period. And that was just getting getting to me, and that was just um, weighing me down. The opportunity to manage a football club like Mansfield Town the ambition at this football club the facilities and of course to be at home with me uh, with my wife and kids was a, was an absolute mammoth mammoth attraction I've gone across to the training ground I thought the facilities were better than a lot of uh, championship clubs facilities uh, they were very very impressive uh, we've got a tremendous group of players at the club and they're just not functioning um, they may be short in confidence and maybe missing one or two vital ingredients so uh, it's up to us to uh, to put that in but on paper um, let's be honest on paper this club shouldn't be where they are in the division and that for me we need to get in we need to ask questions and we need to find out why they are 18th in League 2 
Graham Cochran speaking to me. <laughs> I thought it was like, sorry, I had a mouthful of sausage roll and he, uh, <laughs> as he finished talking. Can you play uh, it again? I'm not finished. You've got to play it again. <laughs> uh, if you want to watch that before, head across to mansfieldtown.net uh, forward slash I follow stage. You wait till we start eating the jam donuts, trying to eat them in 90 seconds. That's going to be fun. Sorry, I, need, I really need to drink tea now. Bring back Flipcraft just for the two minutes of uh, interviews that we used to get. Right, one, and for, for and longer, answer. for one answer, yeah. yeah. Oh, Dave, we miss you. Uh, now, Graham Cochran speaking there. Let's talk about his first interview. I'm going to be honest, the first time I've actually uh, heard that was today. Um, I've not physically not had a chance, been so busy, and I know you haven't. Well, yeah. The first time you've heard it was then, yeah. uh, which was quite <laughs> funny. Um, he strikes me as a real family man, and obviously as a person who's a who I, I like to think I'm an ambassador for mental health a little bit and a big supporter of it. It seemed to me like being away from his family, being away from his kids for for that l- prolonged period of time was really starting to take his toll on him, and I think that was a massive, massive sway in why he joined Mansfield Town and. If he can inject and, and feel that personal positiveness from being back around his family and watching them grow up and being around them more, that's bound to have an impact on the training ground as well, isn't it, Nate? Yeah, I think, um, you know, he, he spoke quite a lot there about the, what it means to him to sort of be, be moving back with his family. So you sort of hope that, you know, if he was given 110% at Bristol and doing so well, you'd sort of think... Um, an opportunity like this to work at a football club with, with high ambitions and good facilities like he spoke about and it'd be around the corner from, from home really you know he can you know see his family every single day um, you know you, you think he's going to put an extra 10% in as well to make it work cause it's, a, it's, a, it's a fantastic opportunity for him so um, you know we hopefully we'll get similar results that we've seen at, at Bristol where it's a very similar situation to where he took over there they um, you know, and I guess it's probably early in the season to say that we're in a relegation battle, but we're probably not far off it, uh, like like they were. Um, so, uh, you know, this season hopefully will be a bit of an opportunity to s- stabilise and then do the same as them. And next year, um, hopefully we sat in fourth in table like they are and, and, and looking up. And a big thing for me in there, Cam, as well, was his talk about the training ground, the facilities of Mansfield Town, what they've got on offer. That's a, a huge draw, and it looks once again like he's the effort we've put in off the pitch for those years and years and years have, have continued to be uh, have continued to be rewarded. And it, it seems like he's ready to come and, and hit the ground running, uh, and, and just has that real positive outlook on everything associated with the club thus far. Oh, definitely, and I think that. Um I think another comment was that, that uh, compared to a lot of high division uh, teams, excuse me, um, high divisions teams, uh, we've got better facilities than some of them, and I think that's a massive positive in in the step that the club's taking. And obviously, pointed that out. He's got um, obviously he's, he likes the way that the, the chairman and the CEO want the club to go, and what we've got so far, and what it's also starting to become off the pitch as well as on the pitch and now we just need to get on the pitch right and I think with the, if he can take the passion and the desire that we've seen so far in his interviews and the way that he's talking about everything and the, the clips from the video and the high intensity and all that I think if we could take that and, and actually put it into a game then hopefully we'll start climbing the table and, and finally get to where the, the right end of the table which is where we where we want to be Absolutely. Keep your comments uh, coming in. Jodie's been back in touch and says, uh, talking about my uh, Christmas jumper slash T-shirt, she said, sorry, my screen doesn't show your, me your arms. That's probably a good thing because they're whiter than Casper's, the Casper the Friendly Ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Callum's been in touch, talked about the appearance, uh, the uh, appointment, and says, evening lads, this podcast seems like my second home recently. How do you think we feel? Um, <laughs> I'm sick of being it. I'm sick of seeing you too, I know. <laughs> and I live it. Uh, what a manager we've got here in Cochrane. Uh, he speaks so highly of the club and the and the ambitions we've all got I also love how he says he doesn't have time for people who aren't good enough or think they're better than they are excited for Saturday to come around which hasn't happened in a long time he said he even said galvanised he fits perfectly Merry (laughs) Christmas Um, Gary's been in touch as well and says a different personality to John Dempster he seems to know what he wants where he where he has his head in and what the club's objectives are Dempster may have had identical thoughts but failed to pass the ideology on uh, a much better communicator at this time the best thing is when we were uh, listening to that interview just then 
Cam said to Craig, please no impressions, because we all know how bad Steven Williams' impressions is. Don't you dare do it. I don't know what you're trying to say. I hate it. I so think much. my impression of Big Steve is late. CJ, run. For God's sake. Anyway, so you said you wasn't going to do it of Graham because you're scared of him. Yeah, he just looks like an authoritative character. Yeah. I'm not scared. I mean, but, authoritative character. Yeah, yeah. scared. Yeah, he's so scared. Doing absolutely so scared. It's on the, uh, the audio. audio of the uh, of the podcast. The only person that. who can edit that and control that is me. But so anyway, my point. That. My point was what what Gary said there, as in a different character to John Dempster, and I think that's probably what we need. They they might have a similar. Um, well, we don't know. They could have a similar work ethic or whatever, but. Um, you know, I think one of the things that a lot of people have been critical about with John Dempster was did he have the authority over the players? Did he have enough sort of, uh, you know, he, we know he was a very nice guy, which is a fantastic trait to have, but sometimes in this business you also need to be, um, you know, a bit more more strict and, and sturdiness and have a bit of, like I said, that authoritiveness, authoritiveness about you. Um, and hopefully, uh, obviously, we've still got a lot to learn about Graham, but first impressions look like he might have that and I think that's probably what some of the players need a kick up the backside yeah it certainly is it's been one of those things where you know we've wanted somebody a figure just to grab the dresser and buy the, the you know, the, you know the, the snowballs and really really have a go and yeah and you know spread some tinsel into <laughs> in, in, into into the into the world no no. no no no, no. no. I'm, I'm clutching at straws I know I'll go back to the uh, elf workshop with my just sketch and, uh, and sure. redraw a new farm. I know. Absolutely, <laughs> I should. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Let us know what your thoughts are on uh, the uh, appointment. Another thing which he said in his uh, press conference as well, uh, we'll hear a little bit more from him uh, very, very shortly indeed, uh, is about... Mansfield lacking an identity this season where things have been going wrong you know misuse of formations constant chopping and changing it very looks like uh, a manager who is going to come in is going to impose a formation and a system and stick to it and try and make it work it's alright if he's got a plan B yeah <laughs> because we've, we've, we've had that a little bit before where um, a manager has been so sort of um, bought into a formation they're then unwilling to change it when it isn't working so uh, yes it's good to have you know your 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 identity and your your number one sort of formation that you really drill into players and get them you know believing in it and working on it and, and you know on the training ground, ground doing that every day but you've got to have that flexibility at the same time but he's got to find that right balance so it could be a positive but we've got to see what he's going to do it's been a very difficult week for Mansfield Town especially at the top if you're on the board obviously when you have a long relationship with a manager it's very difficult to, to let them go especially if you become uh, personal friends and then replacing them and trying to get the right fit and the right person for the job can also be difficult. Time now to uh, head back to the press conference uh, from yesterday and find out exactly how tough it's been from the woman at the top, Carolyn Radford. Let's get her thoughts on the appointment of Graham Cochran and, of course, the departure of John Dempster and have a bit of a treat. Yes, a treat here from Carolyn and... A jam donut. This could get sticky. Oh, it yeah. could get messy. We'll see you on the other side. And in advance, we're sorry. Here's <laughs> Caroline Radford. I guess succession planning is what you do in any business. You know, football's results based, and our results were just not there. So we we've been looking around, um, and in the end, we spoke to quite a few managers, um, and. It just we had to go with our heart and our, our gut reaction, um, and that was with Graham. He seemed to have all the qualities that we needed going forward. He's taken a club from that wasn't doing very well right up there, and hopefully he can mirror that and replicate it here. Um, but we had such an amazing. Um, lots of talented managers approaching us so it really shows how far the football club is coming and people see us as ambitious um, and going places so it was it was very it was a very difficult decision you know we built up such a relationship over you know seven and a half years um, through you know promotion and him as a player and him um, he did such a great job with the youth system so there were so many things that he he'd contributed to the football club um, and we deserved he deserved to um, have a chance with it um, and it was just it was one of those things where we just had to think how long do you give 
um, and we owe it to the supporters and to the football club and it's never an easy decision um, and we just, we just have to say goodbye so it's not an easy job to do to say goodbye to somebody. Carolyn Radford, the CEO, speaking to I Follow Stags and addressing the media uh, at the press conference on Wednesday. You can watch that press conference in full and uh, that exclusive first interview, excellent interview uh, with uh, with Graham Coughlin as well, uh, over at mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. I do apologise. Me and Nathan haven't finished our donuts. Cam uh, disappeared before I think mine had even touched my lips. So a hungry elf as well as a miserable elf. Clearly, hell yeah. Uh, Carolyn's interview there, and you can talk for a bit so we can finish our, do- our donuts. Uh, Carolyn's interview there, she spoke about how tough it was uh, to get rid of John Dempsey, but very interesting as well. She said it publicly before uh, as well about the departure of David Flickcroft. She stressed the longevity and very much changed, uh, outlined what we've been wanting from, from the top and what fans have been wanting from the top as well. The fact that we're answering the question, what are Mansfield's ambitions this season? And the answer was game by game. Yeah, and just thinking back to when the Radfords first came in, obviously it was the Wembley season. (laughs) It was the Wembley season came in, but most of the squad was already there. So, like, you'd maybe make a couple of changes, but John was one of the first real signings when the Radfords came in. And it was obviously when Oldsworth were chopping and changing... It was a Wem- no. I'm just trying to explain. It was the Wembley season that came in. Yeah. But most of the squad was already here, either on loan or had already signed. So when it came to when Coxie came in for the playoff season, it was one of the first major signings that you'd probably say brought us to that point. So then you get like. I think you're wrong. I think Dempster came to see us the season after. But no, it was a playoff. I think he, playoff I think he joined in the uh, summer of the uh, promotion winning season. But carry on. I'll stop listening. I, yeah, as well. And then we'll like, <laughs> um, I get your point though. But so when you get a player that's come in for so long and then obviously winning the title, being part of that, you'd probably class him as like club legend as such. Got us out of the Absolutely. abyss. Yeah, out of the abyss. Um giving us a reason to laugh at them down the road um, <laughs> which one? both um, and then obviously to take on captain's role eventually and then youth team and then manager it, it's like it's like watching your kid grow up something you, you want to tell us Cam isn't no, it? no, no it's just, uh, just a know. comparison because you see yeah. them go through every stage in their life because you get from being an outsider coming into the club and then making that slow progression over time and I think you build obviously you build up respect and and a friendship so when it comes to that respect and the friendship still there but then when you're actually taking into account that you're doing alright at your job but it's not to the expectation it's like well where do you go from there because what what do you say <laughs> I think it's a bit like what we were talking about on uh, on we're Monday our last podcast yes yeah, um, when we were sort of that was our sort of way uh, you know as a podcast saying goodbye to John Dempster but, yeah. and we said it we said, we said on Monday that the big thing is is what we need to remember him for and it, you know we need to remember him for the lot of good that he has done for the club because he has done a lot. You can't just remember the the way it's ended, which obviously hasn't been a very good ending. He's uh, you know led us to to so much success, both on the pitch as a player and then with the youth team and so on. It just unfortunately the, the final hurdle with the senior squad it didn't work out. But um, you know that, that's what Carol 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 Rapp is sort of saying. It's he's come a long way with this club, so. Uh, is obviously it's going to be hard to say goodbye to him, especially from their point of view. Who's worked with him for so long and probably come to know, know him as a person. Um, you know, it's, it's it's hard to hard to do that job, and unfortunately, that comes with the nature of their their, their business, what they they've got to do. But they they've done the right thing, um, and like like we said, we just need to remember John. Dempster, that is, for, for the good that he's done. Absolutely. Uh, Graham Cochran now obviously in charge. He's taken his uh, first couple of training sessions, had two days on the training pitch to prepare for Saturday's game at home to Northampton. What's his first step then, do you think, Cam? What's his first job as Mansfield Town Manager to make that first step into turning this season around and in the right direction? 
I'd probably say the first thing that he used to do is get rid of all the crap that's in the dressing room. Uh, the, to the toxicity and uh, it really galvanised the players. <laughs> and solidify the form. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, he's lost the belt. <laughs> he's lost it. the belt. <laughs> lost it. But it's, it just seems that everything that's gone wrong this season, it seems to be something emanating from the dressing room. And it's players either not putting the effort in or not looking themselves. You look at someone like CJ Hamilton, prime example. I don't think I've seen him more, run more than 10 yards for a football this season. And even oh, if he had, even if he has, it's only been for like maybe once in a game, if that, and it's, nothing's come of it because he's, he's obviously got towards the box and then decided to change his mind and wants to pl play around with it. I'm uh, going to slightly disagree with you but, a little bit. But we'll it's like, um, yeah, compared to what we've seen of the players, and it's the same with Nicky Maynard last season being so clinical and being so confident. Like, for example, when we played Bury away 2 2, taking that overhead goal. And we've just not seen that confidence from this season. Other than I'd probably say maybe the uh, the, the Oldham game and the hat trick. It's just the same Andy Cook scored 18 last season. Where have we seen that so far? We've seen glimmers, but we've just we've not had the final products. And the build-up playing you know, in some games has been all right. It's not been great, but it's been all right. But we're not getting the final product, and that's where we're falling short because we're not getting the results. Performances might be there. But like Karen said, it's a results-based business. And if you're not going to get the results, then you're going to find yourself out of job very quickly. Yeah. I'm going to slightly disagree with the very beginning. Yes, I think there are some players that probably are going to have to go. But for me right now, I think it's an opportunity for for him to come in and, and get the players to show who who wants to be here and who deserves to be here. You know, it's an opportunity for the fact that he's an outsider... Um, you know, it's the difference is from John Dempster. He's seen these players last year, and he's got an idea of who does what. But for whatever reason, a lot of those players haven't been putting their weight this season. Uh, whereas a new guy coming in, I mean, you know, he might he'd probably watch back some of our videos. That, you know, our match sort of do his own analysis on us previously. But he's not worked with these players. He's got no sort of. Um, background to them at all so actually it's an opportunity now for him to sort of uh, for the players to show him that they should be on the pitch and if they're really not asked and, and not bothered then, then then yeah that's when he needs to decide that they need to go because that where that's what the problem might be it's uh, one of those things isn't it where it's just a case of evaluating the squad everybody will get the chance of fresh start here's the big question there the biggest question which is all on everybody's lips Will Amari Sterling James <laughs> finally get a chance? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, rotten luck for the lad. Because he's a good player and he's proved that in the games that he has played, making an impact. Fair enough, it's like, uh, obviously Saturday probably should have scored it then, but it's getting into them positions and, and getting him the service. Same as the rest of the strikers, give them service, they're going to score goals. And unfortunately, we, that's where we've been lacking but we've not had the manager or the, or the staff to say right we're going to make a change they'd rather just stick with the same old same old boring repetitive game plan that we've seen like, well ever since Dave was here he, he, another one was a little bit more reluctant to make a change and, uh, as in either a starting 11 or to, reluctant to make a substitution or if it happened it'd be too late so like Amari coming on Saturday it was like 10-15 minutes too late for them to really have an impact on the game and I think if someone can come in and recognise that right Amari can actually do something off the bench whether it, it can start as well we've seen that in the Czech trade Czech leasing whatever it's called now we've seen a, he can play a full 90 and he can play a, a, a good full 90 so why is he getting the chance exactly keep your comments uh, coming in last couple of minutes of stage chat before we uh, end the uh, festivities with a little bit of uh, a Christmas quiz and a competition between these two uh, Callum says I'd be terrified of Coughlin if I was a player he's like Liam Neeson version 2 uh, Pedro <laughs> says glad you've got the Christmas lights on a combo setting nice touch I'm going to be honest I just plugged him in uh, John <laughs> says sorry I'm late guys been at hospital I hope you were well John nobody wants to be ill, Ill etc at Christmas uh, right let's hear it from the man himself again let's see it from the new Stags boss uh, Graham Cochran why did I forget to unmute that that's annoying mm. and I've managed to get away with that all series I've yep. managed to unmute it that's failed failed Christmas yeah <laughs> things always go wrong at Christmas especially when you're an elf 
and you end up with low alpha steam. No. Let's hear again from Graham Coughlin <laughs> on uh, talking about what he needs to do and the task he has at hand. Not at Lapland, at Stagland. Oh, reindeer. When you play and you, you go so near following a, a season of expectation and the expectation level can, can weigh heavy on people's shoulders. But the club has gone very, very close last season to getting promoted. Now to pick that club up again and to go again is a very difficult, uh, is a very difficult thing to do. Um, I've had that experience myself. There's that lull, there's that uh, down period when uh, the, the bubble the bubble has burst and that disappointment, getting over that disappointment is not easy. So, uh, so that maybe might need addressing. The, the, the club might need, uh, might, might need a little pick-me-up, um, but it's only the players that can pick the football club up. It's a top squad, let's be honest. It's a, it's, it's a real top squad. They've, uh, they proved that, I think it was October, with the, with the results um, that, that they picked up and, and, and how they played. They've tinkered with the system. There's been uh, various systems and various players playing in, in different positions. So all that will need to be addressed. I think at this moment in time, I think they're short on... Uh, they're missing a little bit of continuity. And that, if you give them that, they should uh, breed confidence. Uh, they're possibly missing a little bit of self-belief. But let's look at the squad as a whole. There's, uh, there's some of them players that should be playing at a higher level. There's some of them that uh, maybe maybe think they uh, they're better than they actually are. So uh, there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to delve into and there's a lot to, to, to work with. But we've got to get their minds uh, and the mentality correct. Um, Mansfield Town, 18th in League Two, and there has to be a reason uh, behind that because uh, let me tell you, the squad is too good to be where they are at this moment in time. It'll be a slow process. You'll have to get into the players. You'll have to speak to them. We'll have to see how they are on the training ground we're looking uh, game by game we'll have to uh, change the mentality the mentality at the minute they haven't uh, they haven't been winning games um, they, they maybe feel they're going on the pitch a yard short of that self-belief a yard short of confidence they maybe feel if they're in front of goal they can't actually convert the chances I know on Saturday against Crew we had uh, we had three one-on-one chances which didn't uh, didn't fall for us so small little things like that are game changers um, players in confidence would maybe and the quality that they've got would maybe put them balls in the back of the net so definitely um, for sure confidence needs to be instilled in this group and, uh, and self-belief New Stags boss Graham Cochran talking about the mentality of the dressing room uh, as he heads forward and trying to pick the squad up after the prolonged hangover from last season. Last couple of comments from you guys before we do our annual Christmas quiz and see who's going to be crowned this year's winner. Who won last year, by the way? Yeah, obviously me. Well, it was you. I can't remember. That was ages ago. I, I don't know. Last year. Last year. Everyone has slept since then. We've had three managers since then. That's awful when you think of that, yeah. Crazy, isn't it? That's Flickcroft, uh, obviously, and then Dempster and now Cochrane. Mm-hmm. Madness. Mad. Mad, 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 mad times. Mad tidings or glad tidings. No. no. Okay. Uh, John says, "Don't know what I've missed, but he looks. But he looks what we've been missing uh, to get the lads focused and playing again." Uh, Jody says, "Hopefully, the lads will get a game or three to up their performances uh, before they're asked to leave." Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them putting in 100% um, as well. Uh, excellent. I'm sure he will. And one thing. Final comments uh, on on the interview, uh, guys. Tonight is one thing which grabs me in there is he knows it's going to be a slow process. He, he's getting that in early doors that he wants us to, to be a little bit patient as he tries to work with and get to know this squad because it is a whole new alien concept uh, to him moving clubs new players it's the first time in his career where he's, he's coming to a club as a as a manager not as a as a coach it's there's a lot of first from his a lot of adapting uh, to do and a lot of work to do i think though that it's a great opportunity for the players to draw a line under what's gone off so far and basically have the next three or four games to play for their future and to to play the way we know they can he knows they can which we've been talking about it but a much more intense high pressure level which is very much Nathan the football which uh, he's brought to and been successful with at Bristol Rovers yeah and if you'd probably say that's probably the opposite of what we've done so far a lot of things we've done have been have been quite slow cautious uh, and in some ways negative so hopefully that change of uh, mentality um, and uh, you know approach to to the game we'll, we'll, we'll see hopefully we'll see a bit of a, a, of a difference but he's right in saying that it, it might be a you know a slow change and I think as other supporters need to really 
consider that. I mean, you know, I hope we get the sort of new manager syndrome where we come in and hit the ground running. Obviously, we all hope for that, but there's a chance that we might not see such a drastic change so quick. So, you know, based on that, we need to we need to be a little bit patient. Uh, we can't all go to the match on Saturday and expect us to go and thump Northampton because that's you know it's not always how how it works. So we've got to be patient with the supporters and something that. We've probably all been a bit guilty of this season so far, losing our heads very quickly when you think back to the very start of the season. So, um, you know, like I say, it's a brilliant opportunity to draw a line in the sand and, 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 and start again, and hopefully it'll bring these new new ideas to the club and, and hopefully the players will react to it and we can start seeing a change in, in form and getting start climbing that table. Now, it is the season of goodwill. Um, so, new manager... In we made our predictions for the next two games on Monday when we didn't have a manager appointed, uh, so we were a little bit guessing there. Uh, I'm going to give you the opportunity. It's a season of goodwill. If you'd like to change your predictions made on Monday in the pound prediction games, I will give you the chance to change those if you would like to. A reminder: uh, the pound prediction game. Obviously, you've got to get the the result nail on the head uh, in order to get the point. It's one all between me and Nathan so far this series. Cammy yet to score the winner at the end of the season will take uh, home the contents of this mug and I'll even throw in the mug as well how's about oh, that, oh. how's about that? Uh, if there's two if there's two winners then the prize will be split and, and if, I'm one of, if, if, if I'm one of them well I've got there's, pl- there's about four of the mugs down there by the way so there's plenty of mugs to go around uh, and so Three, on yeah. and so forth yeah absolutely well there's definitely one I mean who really goes into a Christmas decoration box and puts a massive round of tinsel on his head just because we told him to the, the absolute main number one mug yeah absolutely uh, so uh, your predictions for the next two games were uh, Cam, you went for a 1-0 win on uh, on Saturday against Northampton, then a 2-0 draw on Boxing Day. Nathan went for a 1-0 draw on Saturday and then a 2-1 win on Boxing Day. Mine were both victories, 2-1 on Saturday, 3-0 uh, on Boxing Day. What are you going to go for? <laughs> are, you st- are you sticking or are you twisting, Cam? I'm sticking with the first one. Yeah. I'm going to change the second one, though. You're changing the second one, OK? Yeah. What are you changing the second one to? I think we've got a bit more of a positive mentality, so I'm going to go 2 1 win. Yeah, okay, you go 2 1 win. Wait, right. didn't you go 2 1 anyway? No, it went 2 2. Oh, Alright. So I'm going to change, uh, go for, change that to 2 1. Okay. Uh, and Nathan, are you sticking or twisting? Uh, well, when you was when you started bringing up the, co- the, the conversation of predictions, I was sort of thinking in my head very quickly what I would go for. Completely forgot what I went for last week, and exactly the same answer, so I'm sticking. Okay, you're going for the same one both. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll stick. I'll stick for both. So it's only Cam that has changed. Okay. I'm right. so over that second game finishes two two right now. I know. I mean, <laughs> we, will, we will just be laughing. The group chat will be hilarious. Uh, right then. Uh, as always uh, on the Mansfield Matters podcast at Christmas, we do like to have a little bit of fun. First and foremost, I know at this point uh, some people are only interested in talking about the stags and, and obviously getting involved and having a chat about the stakes. So at this point, I'd just like to say uh, a massive, massive thank you to all of you guys uh, for watching and for listening and for commenting it really is appreciated time now for some Christmas fun it's the Christmas quiz where we have got prizes uh, involved we have got a Thornton's Jolly Santa Chocolate Santa okay or or the last Jam donut from earlier on. Okay, so the winner will get to choose their prize. Okay, Uh, this is the quiz, and it is as follows: It's the Christmas (laughs) Christmas cracker quiz. Who is going to be the Christmas star of this year's podcast? Cam and Nathan are going to face nine questions each against the clock. The first letter of each answer spells Christmas. The person with the most correct answers in the quickest time. Wins. 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 Correct. Uh, they you get a do. Point for that. No, you don't get a point. You do not get a point uh, for that. So, for example, I might say, which sea is the chief elf and star and producer and creator and all-round legend of the tea-making facility and all-right bloke at hosting this podcast? Chris. Charlie. Rock. Both wrong. <laughs> both, both, both wrong. Uh, I might say. It might be a place. 
it could be a name it could be a first name it could be a surname so just bear those in mind and I'll tell you now straight up there are no anagrams in this one yay that adds a minute on to mine straight away absolutely so. uh, the only thing we've got to do is figure out who has set A and who has set B so the only way to do the only way uh, to do it is by tossing a coin and just it so happens that we've got plenty in the pound prediction pot uh, so uh, this year as reigning champion ish probably we have no, no idea. idea we've got no idea but I probably I think he's probably right I'm going to get Nathan to call so Nathan heads or tails heads heads it is it is heads would you like set A to go first or set B to go second set A set A to go first yeah okay your time will start uh, before I read the first question okay uh, like I said every letter spells the word Christmas so it's which C which H and so on and so on nine questions against the clock person with the most correct answers in the quickest time wins are you ready for the Christmas cracker quiz sure let's do it okay let's crack on that, yeah let's, let's cracker on let's, let's cracker on in three two one which C scored 49 goals between 1999 and 2002 before moving to Stoke City? Chris Greenacre. Which H achieved 48 caps for Jamaica and lists three appearances for the Stags as player assistant on his CV? Oh, what's his face? Um, pass. I can't remember. Which R purchased the Stags in 2010? Radford, John. Which I told the infamous Blood on the Sponge story during the Stag story to walk down memory lane series? Uh, in Bowen. Which S joined the Stags from West Brom in 2004, going on to score 21 goals in 112 appearances before leaving for Wrexham four years later? Ah, oh, say again. Which Which S joined the Stags from West Brom in 2004, going on to score 21 goals in 112 appearances before leaving for Wrexham four years later? Uh, Simon Brown, do Which T is the sports also played by Mickey Bowling during his Tennis. professional career? Which M retired from professional football at the end of last season after a season with Cheltenham and is a former player of the season for the Stags and the Defender? Which M retired from professional football at uh, professional football at the end of last season after a season with Cheltenham and is a former player of the season for the Stags and Defender? Uh, I don't know, Michael Raines. Uh, which A is famed for pink shirts, goals from his own box and a rap career with Beavers and Dexter? Uh, which S earns a ring of the Mansfield Matters podcast bell? Which one? Which well, S earns... And stop the clock. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. I fell asleep my last, last, last question, then. <laughs> Shocking. Okay. Uh, right. I'm not going to tell you how many you scored, because that's not fair. I'm going to tell you reveal all at the end. I've got a feeling I've lost this already. Yeah. I don't think I did it too well there, to be honest. Are you ready for your questions? Feeling galvanised. This oh. bell is on fire. Sir. It is on fire, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Look that way. Look straight ahead, please, so you're not uh, so you're not looking at the questions. <laughs> uh, in three, two, one, let's play. Which C guided the Stags back into the football league? Cox. Which H is the place of the synonymous? Which H is the place, place synonymous with that goal for Matt Green? Uh, Hereford. Which R skipper the Stags against Newcastle in the FA Cup and now is now number two of Rotherham? Richie Barker. Which I is the country of birth of the current Stags boss? Ireland. Which S now at Morecambe is a promotion-winning defender for the Stags? Sutton Richie. Uh, which T is the action most associated with Exus Cahegan? Towering throw. Which M told the glorious Tunnel of Death story on the Stag Stories podcast series? Which M told the glorious Tunnel of Death story on the Stag Story podcast series? Which M told the glorious Tunnel of Death story on the Stag Which A captained the Stags back to promotion into the Football League and succeeded Paul Cox as manager? Adam Murray. And which S is the number at which players such as Lee Bell, Alan O'Hare and Neil Bishop have worn for the Stags? Six. Stop the clock. Oh, okay. I'm not going to... I can't... I'm How do you think uh, you did, human. Cam, as I, I add think, these I think up? I only got one wrong, and I think that's because yeah. I passed it. I, I, picked, can, I picked the wrong set. 
Do you, would you like me to reveal the answers because I think it's very, very close indeed. I can tell you that it's actually come down to the time. Does it actually? It's actually come down to the time. And this is, and the reason for that is me being very stringent on the rules and not accepting the answer which I've got written down. Okay? I can tell you that you both scored seven correct answers. Okay? Uh, Nathan, you got the H question wrong and the M question wrong. Uh, which H achieved 48 caps for Jamaica and missed three appearances for the status player assistant on his CV? Cam, did you know? Paul Owen, no. All close, Paul Hall. Oh, no. Uh, and which M retired from professional football at the end of last season after a season with Cheltenham? There's a former Johnny Mullins. Uh, would have been ah, yes. Nice. Uh, <coughs> which T is the action most uh, associated with Exeter? <laughs> He's not getting that. I thought. What did you say, Captain? That's a towering throw. No, I've gone with throw. Well, that is harsh. That. <laughs> because technically, that's some. I'm te- not going to say technically, that. Technically, it's <laughs> technically it's long throw. So I've gone with throw. Okay. Uh, which M told the glorious Tunnel of Death story on the Stag Stories podcast series? Probably. Martin Riley oh, was really? Tunnel of Death. I forgot we even interviewed him, actually. If sorry, you want to, sorry, Martin, <laughs> if you want to listen to it, head over to our website, mcfcmatters.co.uk. Great podcast. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, so the question uh, is... Oh, Rob, dear. Who has won? The person who gets the most correct answers in the quickest time. Both got the same answers, so it goes down to the quickest time. Nathan, I can tell you that you completed the questions in one minute, thirty-one seconds. Can I think it was quick chill. I can tell you. I can tell you that you completed the podcast questions in one minute oh. and eight. To eight seconds, oh, one minute, eight seconds. Can't now is the winner. Oh, no, no, no. However, oh. you did slag off the quiz, and you did slag off the uh, dubious or not so dubious quizmaster rules of the answer to throw. <laughs> what happens? When that happens. This is the third year we've done a Christmas special. What happens when you slag the quiz off, Cam? What happens? <laughs> no, I don't. I did it as well, to be honest. Do you know what? <laughs> it's the season of goodwill. And because people in the comments are saying that's harsh. Oh, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I did say I am gonna, I am gonna give. I am going to award you with the victory. Ah, oh, yes. Okay, well, seven correct in one minute and eight. Which means you get the choice between the chocolate Santa and the donut. Ooh. Which one would you like? Ooh. Which one would you like as your prize? The donut, please. You'll oh, go. Yeah, you'll go with the donut. <laughs> There's the soggy donut. donut. And Nathan, there is the Thornton's chocolate Santa, complete in a gift box. I think out of that, Nathan is probably the real champion <laughs> in all that. After all of that, Come on. there was genuinely no point. I might as well just said which one do you want. Might as well just not bother doing <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, it, it, utterly pointless. But but. Uh, <laughs> But there you go. It is a barrel. Absolutely, absolutely. It is well. That is almost it. Thank you, boys, for joining uh, the quiz. I'm sure we will try and slot one more podcast in in uh, the next week uh, before the year is out. Obviously, as we reflect on Graham Cochran's first game, maybe first two games in charge of the Stags. I would imagine we'll be here next Friday, probably. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Ish. we'll see. If we don't, if we're not here next week, have a fantastic rest of the year and we'll see you on the other side. Um, of course, new beginnings started today. Um, and I just want to say, uh, before I do the proper outro and, and, all, and all that stuff, um, we've now been doing this for three years, which is fantastic. It's great. The sets get better every year, thanks to some lights which I failed to put up, didn't put up Nathan's little uh, thing. And uh, a Merry Christmas thing, which um, has been in a box for the last couple of years or so. Um, and all the shirts we've got and everything like that. All of these for us are memories. Uh, and memories are what really matter for us. It's great that we get to come together each week and have chats about football and really enjoy our time together and have a laugh as mates, talking about a team which we've got um, in common with each other. Whether we win, lose or draw on the pitch, it 
it's, it always gives us something to talk about. From a slightly tongue-in-cheek point of view, it's actually better for us when we're not doing so great on the pitch because there's a lot more to talk about. And this last couple of weeks or so has been uh, exactly that. Whatever it is there, whether it's um, you know, whether it's being galvanised. <laughs> I should have known this were coming, mate. Yes, I noticed a lot, not it? <laughs> whether it's been solidified, whether it's uh, battling a toxic, toxicity environment. You, you, you stop to- that one. You don't, no, you don't oh, get it. Oh, right. what, was, what was Cochrane's Mentality. Come on, or whether it's getting our mentality together to go in the right direction for the future. It's fantastic that you guys get to share in our fun as well. So from all of us at Mansfield Matters, I'd like to thank you for watching, thank you for commenting, thank you for listening, and thank you for all the chats you have with us individually and collectively on match days. It's really great to see that we form this little community brought together by one common factor, which is Mansfield Town FC. You know, there was a film, one of the, arguably the best Christmas films out there as well. Come along. No. That is second best. <laughs> elf. Film. And in that film, Buddy the Elf says, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is by singing loud for all to hear. Don't worry, we're not going to sing. Uh, <laughs> Thank God for that. And as, as Saturday approaches and as Christmas approaches, an old manager returns to face a new manager. A new manager who embarks on his first game and embarks on a new adventure. We've had all this bubble of negativity and all this bubble of worry and hangover of last season and disappointment. All of that is now gone. Get yourselves to the One Call Stadium on Saturday and sing loud for the boys to hear. Let's spread some festive cheer and get this new era off to a great start with three points on the board against Northampton. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening, for commenting and all of that. Do have a very Merry Christmas. I'm Craig Priest, the Elf Elf. He's Nathan Age, the forgetful elf who is going home with a chocolate Santa. And he is the good sport elf. Forgot his Christmas jumper, forgot his t-shirt, but wore a stupid sign which remained in 10 minutes before the show and has been sat for last hour with some tinsel on his head. (laughs) That is what it's all about. This Christmas, as always got friends, you've got family, make sure you pick up the phone and you have conversation with them and spread that festive cheer. There is nothing worse than being on your own at Christmas. So let's come together with the unity of Mansfield Town and have a very Merry Christmas. We'll see you after the big man has delivered the presents and we're not necessarily talking about Santa. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.